Hey, good morning, Chair City Church. How are you? Good, man. You're a great group. Thanks for getting out here this morning. A little slippery out there. Uh, I took a good little myself <laughs> when I got close to the building. Uh, and I want to thank all of you who jumped in at the last second to make it a lot safer for everyone else. So um, one of my uh, children, all my kids like to play sports. And uh, one of them, Jason in particular, he, he hit baseball. You know, he's very good at baseball, and uh, he plays two positions. One of them is catcher. It's really, like I'd say, the hardest position to play in the game. There's so much going on, and in addition to having to really kind of observe and consider and be a part of everything that's going on in almost every play, uh, you're kind of a target, if you will, right? So if the other team's not happy with your team, you, there's two parts of it. You know, one part is they, they, they get to come after you. <laughs> they get running into the plate, right? And the other part is you're close enough where they can say things to you that nobody else will hear. And so last year, Jason is playing, uh, Jason's team is playing another team from a nearby town. Not Winchenden, by the way, uh, and, and not Gardner. I'll just say it's 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 east of us, okay? And is a play, and Jason's team is winning. It's a, it's a it's an important game, and and a, and a guy's coming around doing. He's coming to the plate, and he's I mean he's he's a, he's an express train. And Jay gets the ball, and he just positions himself right, tucks it, puts his hip out, boom, and a guy just, in one thing, Jason tags him, the guy, boom, flies through the air, flips up, crashes, flies to the side. The umpire, you know, umpire just like, you're out, <laughs> you know. Kid gets up, stop dropping F-bombs on Jay, cursing him, you know, saying really vulgar things. Jay picks up his mask, and for the next couple of innings, pretty much when every guy on the team gets up, from the other team, they're like saying these vulgar, nasty things to Jason, right? Like every chance they get, the umpire goes to get something, blah, 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 over and over and over again. What they don't know is that Jay, the other position Jason plays is he's a pitcher. <laughs> and they don't realize in the coming innings, Jason is going to be throwing the ball in their direction, right? You know? <laughs> And, 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 and Jason throws the ball hard. If you've ever caught, he's got what they call a heavy fastball. Man, if it hits you, you're going to squirm and you're going to scream. I, I, I've caught it. I won't even catch it anymore, to be, you know. And so, now, the thing also, so like, for, so for me, you know, and, and sometimes if you're throwing that ball, it just might sail a little bit one way or the other, you know. It's, it's baseball. The wind might blow it, you know. And all that works, you know, and, 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 but, you know, Jay's a humble guy, you know, he, he's a sweet guy. So for me, it'd be like, now if Jason does that and he, and, and he goes and he fires at, at, at the guy, which by the way, Jason is, he's not, he's not his dad in this way, you know, from the early on, he's just been a, he's a gentle, I, you know, like I said, I think we talked about meekness, strength under control. He, he's just a meek guy. He doesn't like to see people get hurt. He just wants no part of it. For when he's very little, even if we were watching something on TV like, what is that, the Willy Wonka factory when a girl turns into a blueberry, he's like, oh, I can't. She's crying. He just can't even watch it. And, uh, but, but if Jason were to turn around and, 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 and plunk the guy, as we call it, you know, give him a nice little, like, you know, hi, I'm here, uh, you know, he would get a really harsh warning from the umpire, maybe get thrown out of the game. The way things were going there, he probably would have get tossed out of the game, you know? Uh, and then, of course, 
and I, I can't tell you that I don't encourage him. I go, hey, Jerry, you know, if it happens like that, well, I'm looking over like, I'm giving, I'm giving him the look like, hey, it's all yours, man. You plunk the guy, I'm taking you out to Cumberland Farms afterwards, no problem. I mean, I've got no, like, you know, he's, I'm just like, I'm looking at him like, it's all yours, man. Plunk him. Plunk one of them, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of giving him that encouraging thing. Might, I, I might have, I don't know, my memory's a little like, I might have actually went over there and encouraged him to plunk one of them. You know, because I could tell when they're turning and looking and I could tell the look on his face, I'm like, Christy, man, they're like, they're cursing him, man. They're going after him, right? Uh, but, you know, so, but, you know, but, but he didn't do that, right? So, the, look, the way God thinks and works is so different than we do. The way God blesses and rewards is so different than the way we might think and do things, huh? We live in a culture that, by and large, doesn't value the th- things that God values, we live in a culture where we treat people very different than how God would have them treated, more and more. So the way we, when it comes to how we treat people, we want to lean to God's way because he's calling us to a more excellent way. I say excellent because you know there's right and there's wrong. And often there is right and wrong. I'm sure those plays would have came out and said, well, here, you know, they would have justified but what's the most excellent way, even in your relations with each other, when there's a disagreement in a relationship? There's, generally speaking, so each one is going to say, I'm right. And, and it's uncommon that one person doesn't have something that they can hold to, I'm right. As well as there could be some way they're wrong. So it's not a matter of what's right or what's wrong and how we treat people. It's what's most excellent. What glorifies God? The way Jesus does things is different. Unique. You might say weird, right? Now we're in the middle of this series called Beautiful Life. And we're teaching that God has given us this this design, this kind of plan of what a beautiful life looks like, what a beautiful you looks like. Beautiful to others, beautiful to you when you look in the mirror. Now, we're looking at two parts of the Bible, Matthew chapter 5 and Galatians chapter 5. Matthew and Galatians chapter 5. And in Matthew, we're looking at, in that part, we're looking at what's called the these statements of Jesus called the Beatitudes, where Jesus says here, he's not basically telling us what you need to be, but he's telling us who you are. When you follow me, when you trust in me, this is who you are. It's what you're capable of. This is your being. And then from that, the Holy Spirit living through you and through us. We're going to uh, Galatians 5 now. And we're looking to what's called the fruit of the Spirit, which are characteristics of the Spirit working through us and being in us as we live out our life. And it's, again, it's not that you should try harder. It's who you are when you are abiding and resting and leaning into Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus is calling us and he's telling us, you know, these statements, because it's God's design for us to live a beautiful life. You do. You, you, you got one life to live, man. Let it be beautiful, right? You got one life to live. Let it be a beautiful one. I was in hospitals a lot this week. People in pain, suffering. I visited one person, perhaps, they, at least when I went there, they might not have a lot of time. There's nothing they could do for the person, you know? 
And, and, and in those moments, man, what, what matters most, man? Have I lived a beautiful life, right? Today, you can make that decision. I'm going to live a beautiful life. All that I'm hearing, I'm going to filter it not through, oh, what do I have to give up? Oh, oh no, what am I obligated to do? Oh, oh, oh no, does that mean I have to, I have to do this or say this to per- this person? No, filter it through, I'm going to live a beautiful life. Now, Matthew chapter 5, verse 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And in Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is kindness. Yeah, this, this, is, this, is, a, this is a good one for me, man. This, this, of all of them, this might be the most challenging for me. I don't know if I'll get into that. But. So have you ever said to yourself or even out loud, Lord, have mercy, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, come on. Some of you might even yell that, like, Lord, have mercy. Right? Like, if we were in a Pentecostal church right now, they'd be like, you know, pulling out the handkerchiefs and waving them around. Right? Lord, have mercy, right? If we were in a Baptist church, they'd be like, you know, sitting there tight with their heads down, shaking their heads like, Lord, have, Lord, have mercy. Uh, on somebody around them, not them. They're, they're cool, you know. Something wrong with somebody around them. They're good. They got it together, you know. See, mercy is, is the forgiveness for the guilty. It's compassion for those who are struggling, who are suffering. Mercy is a characteristic, an attribute of God. Now, it is related to justice and grace. The, it, it, the two kind of get intertwined at times, although they are different. We're not going to be teaching on justice and grace today. Mercy, but, I, but I, I just thought I'd kind of bring some clarity here. I hope I don't bring, muck it up a bit, but I'm going to take, give you my best shot. Justice is getting what you deserve, right? Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. This is grace. I got Chrissy. I got what I don't deserve, right? It's the truth. I did. So if you go to Jason's example, right? Justice is when you throw the ball to the other player, you get a strict warning. You might even get thrown out of the game, right? That's it. No reward, nothing. Mercy is you throw the ball at the other player. Dad takes you out to Cumberland Farms. You don't get what you deserve. I did take him out to Cumberland Farms anyway. I usually do uh, after the game. Grace is you throw the ball at the player from Fitchburg. Oops, I said it. <laughs> and, and Dad takes you to Cumberland Farms, right? Okay. And then, meaning you're not getting what you deserve, and then Dad takes you to Fenway Park to see the Yankees play the Red Sox. Like, wow. Now you're getting what you don't deserve. Yeah, it's coming this year. Don't worry about it. This is it. I told John Thompson. John Thompson turned 60. So that, yeah, the good way is, so we, <laughs> well, so I, I told him. I pronounced a new curse. I said, from here on in, you will never see another one of your teams win a championship for the rest of your days on earth, man. I said, remember that here, man, okay? So, so know it is a John Thompson curse, okay? When your team doesn't win another championship, remember, call it the John, you know, they had the curse of the, the goat, the curse of the bambino, the John Thompson curse, okay? So listen, God is just, right? See, God is, God is just. God gives us what we deserve, God has given you what you deserved. God is, is going to, he's given you what you deserved. When your mistake 
and your sin, you are getting what you deserve. The full throttle, every bit, every ounce, every speck of what you've done, God is going to give you. He's giving you what you deserved. And you're quiet because you're thinking, oh, no. The way God gave you what you deserved is he gave it to Jesus. Do you hear me? Right? The good news of Jesus, because that's not good news what I just told you. The good news is Jesus Christ. God gave us the punishment that we deserve for our sins. He put it on Jesus. He's a just God. We're getting what we deserved. Jesus comes in and he takes it on himself. If you get anything else, get get that, 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 that solemn moment when you realize, like, what are you telling me? God is going to give me what I deserve. Now that good news, oh, Jesus has taken it for me. The justice of God is still coming down. Jesus has taken it upon himself. Do you get that? That's good news. Jesus was willing to take all of the God's judgment and the punishment on him for my mistakes and for my sins. Now, God is also merciful in our lives. Certainly for me, that there are times when he's not giving me what I deserve. Now, that's not a zippy doo doo da thing where I cannot continually oppose and So what do you, you keep on sinning? No. I recognize that, that I did not... I did not get what I deserved. And God is a merciful God. And I, and I go closer to him in times of thanksgiving. And you see this example of the prodigal son. So some of you are familiar with it. Some of you aren't. You've got a, a family. You know, you've got, well, at least in the scripture, you know, you're talking about a dad and two sons, younger and older. The younger son says, you know what? And, and the father's fairly well off. He's a landowner. And, and, and the younger son says, you know what, man? I, I, I want my inheritance now which in that culture, in that time, is pretty much like saying to his father, I wish you were dead. And so the father, you know, gives into the request, and he, and, he, and he gives the son his money. And the son goes out, and he parties, and he's with girls, and squanders all the money. Winds up sitting there in a destitute moment, pure of despair, saying, man, you know, wakes up, what did I do? How have I lived my life? You know what? Man, even, even servants... Even some lowly hired servants in my father's house are now better than I am. Perhaps if I go back to my dad's home and say, look, just take me in as a servant, as a lowly servant in your home. Perhaps he'll take me on, but perhaps maybe he won't. And what, is the, what does the father do? When the, when the son comes and he puts the request out there, the father's like, what, servant? You're my son. You're my son, man. I love you. You know? By the way, the mercy begins to pour out from the father onto this son. And, 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 and the older brother, man, he, he doesn't want the mercy. He wants justice. He wants justice. That's just what he wants. He's not thinking, he just wants justice. Father throws a celebration. Older brother, not in the celebration. Right? Blessed are those who are merciful. Huh? Look, mercy is the son didn't get what he deserved. Grace is you get what you don't deserve, right? So, so in other words, Jesus takes on our punishment, right? Justice. We escape from hell, 
mercy, and then we get to be called children of God and live in eternity with our Heavenly Father, grace. You get that? You know, justice, man, the guy's squandered. He's got nothing. Sitting there living with pigs, you know. Mercy, Father says, no, 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 you're you're my son. Come back home. Grace, let's throw a party, man. We're going to celebrate, right? Take your robe, take your sandals. Let's kill the fattened calf. Awesome grace, right? Mercy is something we've received. It encourages us. Man, this is the fuel that, that keeps you going in this thing we call faith. It's one of the key components. Get this this morning. You get, you get that you have been a recipient of mercy. Man, they, they just they can't keep you down. This world, and there's so much negativity out there, right? I mean, I mean it, it, it's coming in from all angles, and there's so many different things that people are doing. It's like you just want to say, people, ah, and, and you, you get this mercy thing. I'm telling you, it'll transform you. Mercy is something we've received. We're glad. We're encouraged. And then what? We forward mercy to others. Yeah. Did you hear the last part? We forward mercy to others. Meaning we don't limit mercy just to a thought or a feeling. It's an action. When Matthew chapter 5 verse 7 was written originally in that Greek language, the word there for mercy, it, it, it describes absolute concrete acts of mercy. So it's not something that's limited to a thought or a feeling, but an action. You're acting in ways of mercy. So God is doing something to us and for us, and then we are responding in kind to those around us. We're being merciful. God's mercy reaches us to who we are when we follow Jesus, and it changes us as we live out of that identity and who we are. I am merciful. So when you're going through these scenarios in life and things are happening to you with people in relationships, rather than react from who you think you are, from that personality, persona, what you've taken on, it's not really you. It's who you think you need to be and what others think of you. But from your identity in Christ and you're acting out, I am mercy, I am merciful, then you come from that place and you forward mercy, it will change your relationships. You'll make greater decisions. You're going to have better thoughts. Blessed are those who are merciful. Those people who live in a way where they don't give people what they deserve. And that's countercultural, right? Culture says everybody deserves to get what they got coming to them. And again, we're immersed in culture, and it's going to kind of rub off on us, right? It's going to permeate us to one extent or another. We need to give mercy to a broken world. You're going to continually interact with people day to day that are going to be hurtful, offensive, acting in questionable ways, not agreeable. They're broken. They're products of a broken world in many different ways, and you need to respond not in kind, not giving them what they deserve, but you who have received mercy, who literally are mercy, because that's what you identify with. When they turn around and offend or hurt you or say something to you, you, don't, you respond as, I'm mercy. They didn't just say that to Dave. They didn't just say that to Nick. They didn't just say that to Alf or Jill. They said that to a follower of Christ who is mercy. I know who I am. 
And I'm going to respond from that place. Now, you, you, you know that because you know you've received this mercy from God, you know? And, and do you really want to go before God and say, God, be merciful to me in this situation? God, I, 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 I need your mercy. And then the next day, go before him and say, God, give them justice. I want justice for them. I want, and yet, and some of you, you don't go before God crying out for mercy because you're too busy calling out for justice. You just don't even want to have this conversation at all with God, right? Like, how's the weather, man? You know? <laughs> right? Let's not even go to this area. And it's such a rich area for you to go to. I was talking with the guys yesterday at uh, G Vegas Cruises. We had a great time, by the way, in there and, and uh, in the morning. And just talking how you can, the things help mining out, working out your relationship with God to, to mining out like a diamond mine or a gold mine to take out all the riches that exist for you. This is one of these areas that if you will dig into this, you will pull out some incredible resources for yourself, for your, your thoughts, your emotions, for your spirit. Whatever you give, you get. Blessed are the most merciful. Not only those who feel mercy, but those who forward and give mercy to others. That's what, and this is what Jesus says later on in his life in, in his journey to the cross. Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 2. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. This idea of not judging doesn't mean don't assess people. Don't, doesn't mean not, not to have discernment, right? It means don't pass judgment unto condemnation. So it's okay to assess a situation, someone. I, I do it all. It's just my life, man. I, have to, I do this constantly to assess situations and then to try and apply godly wisdom to it. But not to judge, not to condemn. Judgment's like when you're, like you're, you're sitting there, you're, you're, you're a judge, and, and, and you're looking down on somebody, and you're going to pass down a sentence and condemning them for what you believe they've done and what you think they deserve. And, and here's the thing. Some of you, and I've said this before, you do this in your head a lot. A lot more than you realize. You have an interaction with somebody, it didn't go the way you wanted. Or, or somebody has done something wrong to you. Perhaps legitimately quite done something wrong to you in some way. Or perhaps you perceive it and, and, and you're replaying this over and over and over in your head. And you're the lawyer, right? You know, you know what I'm saying? And then you're the jury looking at it like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're the judge. This is what you got coming to you. And some of you, you're the lawyer, you're the jury, you're the judge, and you're the executioner. Right? And it's happening. You know, people are talking, you're like, hey, you know, did you hear so-and-so just wonderful to hack when you're out? Yeah, yeah. You know? Your kid runs over, give you a hug. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. It, just, it just keeps going and going and going. And you're acting out from who you are. You're merciful, man. You're a follower of Christ. And Satan is tempting you and tempting you and, and, and what? Tempting you. To engage now in a sinful behavior. When he does, he says, look at you. This is who you are. You're not this. You're not mercy. Uh Uh-uh. This is who you are right here. No. 
This is who you are. Because Jesus, because God is our merciful God. And Jesus gave his life for you. You are merciful. This is who you are. Live from that place. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Do you remember that word blessed, what it means when we started this series? Happy. Happy are those who are merciful. When you're, listen, when you're happy, or when you don't play judge and jury and lawyer and executioner, you're happy. You're, I promise you, you're going to be happier. Right? Because when you do play judge, jury, lawyer, and executioner, are you, are you happy? Do you, do, you, do you feel happy? You don't, do you? No. Even if you get to see the whole thing played out the way you're doing it in your head, which rarely happens, you feel terrible. Guard, be on your guard, man. Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous. Be brave and do everything in love. Listen, be aware of what's going on. And pause and say, wait a minute. I am merciful. And I forward mercy. Listen. You, you know, you, I'm going to jump over the thing. <laughs> what I was saying is that, oh, you know what? The next time you're doing it, you're unsettled. You're not well. The thoughts are flying in your head. You're picturing yourself, you know, condemning somebody, going back against them. You know, wait till you see them. You know, just pause and say, you know what? Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Lord, have mercy, man. And I don't know, first with me. Lord, have mercy on me. Oh, my God, I'm a sinner. Lord, have mercy. God, I know you love me. You know me, Lord. And I'm so, I, God, man, thank you for that love. Thank you that I come before you. And Lord, have mercy. And I am mercy, and now I'm going to forward that mercy. Just a, even a few seconds of injecting that into your thoughts and your way of being, it's going to change your circumstance, man. It's going to help your relationships. Look, you, you give what you get. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 10. It's another, it's another great scripture. It says, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. <laughs> Listen, Paul is telling us the Apostle Paul, look, don't be fooled, man. God is a just God, right? What you sow is you're going to reap. What, meaning whatever you, this is an agricultural term, what you plant is what's going to be a product of the seeds you put into the ground, right? You plant cucumbers, you get tomatoes, right? No. Yet we often will live our lives, you know, this way. And then it's like we're kind of surprised. Like you wouldn't be, you know, we're shocked when we get something, when we planted one seed and we got another, we're like shocked. You plant cucumber seeds, you're going to get cucumbers. You plant, plant tomatoes, you're going to get tomatoes. And it's, it's a spiritual principle that we're talking about. Not only is it an agricultural, a, a nature principle, but it's a spiritual principle. I want you right now 
to think to yourself, I am going to become a person. I'm going to get in the habit of sowing seeds of mercy. Yeah. And then here's the thing with mercy I do. I think you want to be thinking when I'm acting, this might be, I don't know, a spiritual help, a, a practical help. When I'm going to be forwarding mercy, I know I am planting good, powerful, spiritual seeds here. Seeds of mercy. And I know that this is contributing to my relationship with God, to my everlasting life, to my gladness, to my joy. Today, I tell you, be merciful and choose life, a happy life. Sow these seeds. What kind of garden are you planting? What is your life going to produce? How are you making decisions? Because you're going to make decisions based on what you're pl- you're, what the way you're planting. What you're planting is going to have a profound effect on how the decisions you're making. Listen. Sow seeds of mercy. God cannot be mocked. If you sow seeds of evil or corruption, yeah, you will reap from that. He cannot be mocked. If you sow seeds of mercy, God cannot be mocked. Right? Blessed, blessed, happy, fortunate are those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Now listen. Paul says, don't grow weary in doing what is good. I'm going to tell you another way. Don't grow weary in planting seeds of mercy and in doing so, planting seeds of miracles. You don't want to know that. When you're planting seeds, you're, you're, you're creating this space in your life for miraculous things to happen, for the extraordinary to happen. Rather than keep it in our little box and doing it all way, we're, we're literally opening it up experience the blessings and the rewards of God. God rewards in ways that we would never think of and we would never do. Don't grow weary. And some of you just overall right now, you're, you're battling in life. Maybe you've been showing mercy and, and, and it's just, it's, it's, you're, you're, you're hanging by our thread. Don't grow weary. And maybe some of you are just in this whole thing. You're weary and just honoring God in, in holding on. You've chosen to trust in God and leave one particular lifestyle or another lifestyle or, or a certain habit, a certain way of being. And, and, and it's just you're not seeing in what you thought you would yet. But listen, the seeds, you're planting the seeds, man. God cannot be mocked. Huh? You're planting good seeds. You, 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 you got a great garden going. And in the proper time, in the right time, it's all going to come together for you. It will. He's a, he's a just, merciful, gracious God, man. And when it does, it's going to be a beautiful thing. And you're going to be a beautiful you, right? So listen, blessed are the mercy. Now, we're going to take, in closing here, we're going to take the beatitude, blessed are the merciful, and we're going to place it with the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is what? In Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is kindness. Because someone who's received mercy, and they are mercy, now they're going to be kind, right? We're following Jesus. We, are, we, are, we have received mercy, and now we're going to forward mercy, and in doing this, we're going to be kind, Isn't that this? Isn't that nice? The idea 
is that we have the ability, like no one else in this world, as followers of Jesus, to be kind to others. No one can be kind like you can be kind. Wow. Oh, that's who I am. I have this ability to be kind. I can do that. It's, and I want to be known for someone who is kind. Just think about that. that you could be known for someone who's kind. Are you known for your kindness or for your harshness? Have I, I, this post, this, I got the better side. Are you known for your kindness or your harshness? Really, what, what are people, what are you, how, and people in your home, how do they know you? Is kind or harsh? Your family, your, your work, he or she is kind, are they harsh? There's a, uh, wow, I don't know if I have the time here. Maybe I could do it in two minutes quickly. There's a movie, it's a, no, it's a play. It's, a, it's my favorite play of all time. I was in the city, I'd go into Broadway a lot from Brooklyn to the city and go see Broadway plays. And, and actually when I first met Christy, um, you know, one of, the, uh, one of the things that really attracted me a lot to her from what first was her, her physique. I was very attracted to her physically. Uh, then we kind of, I, I left her that day and I called her up and yeah, you know, it's, that's a whole story. But anyway, we talked on the phone and uh, I'm attracted, but not, I'm not really like, you know, yeah, well, whatever. Okay, so I call up on the phone to talk with her, and somehow we start talking about, you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to give her the impression that I'm like this renaissance guy, like I'm a man of the world. So I tell her, you know, I go see plays in, in, you know, in, in, in Broadway, and I basically say, yeah, I go see like Les Miserables, or so, no, no, Les, Les Miserables, or Miserables, or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I go see like Les Miserables, or something like that. It's, you know, it's my favorite play. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah, like Les Miserables, or, you know. She's like, what? I says, you know, I, and she's like, oh, oh, come here, say it quickly. Come on, say it quickly. Can you please? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay. So, so uh, and you know when she said it, my heart melted. I think, I've, honestly, I think I fell in love with her right there. To me, it was so beautiful. It sounded so great. Like, wow, well, I got this. And then she said another few French words. And I, I, I was over. It was over, man. I, really, that was it. To think, I, I, it was, I never thought about that. You speaking French kind of you know, got me going there. All right. And now I bet. Anyway, the, the cool thing about the, the play is, that uh, it's, a, it's a magnificent play, but it, it's about. Let me try and do this. It's not in my notes. So, a guy named Jean Valjean, uh, you know, goes and steals some bread to feed what I think might be uh, even his sister's family. Gets caught, goes to jail, sentenced for like a crazy amount of time 10, 20 years in jail. I, I think maybe he served his time actually, gets out perhaps, but, but he's now a, a convict in society, so he can't do nothing, and he's, he's limited to what he can do. He's trying to live outside of that. There's a guy like this kind of lieutenant that can't stand him, hates him, is pursuing him to get him back in jail. And, and he goes now, and he finally can't take trying to, you know, he can't even live. So you know, he goes to a priest. He wants to be taken in by a priest or a bishop, takes him and feeds him. Bishop goes to sleep. Priest goes to sleep. He takes his silverware, silver, the candlesticks, takes him, put him in the bag, and runs out and steals it. Comes across to cops. Cops see him. Say, what's in the bag? And yeah, yeah, right. This isn't yours. This belongs to the priest and the bishop. They grab him. They bring him back there. And they say, hey, knock on the priest, bishop's door. Go on in. Say, look, we got him. We got him, and here's your belongings, and don't worry, you'll never see him again. He's going to jail. And the priest's like, oh, oh, it's, it's you. I, I'm, and he runs, and there was one candlestick. He, he opens up a joint. He grabs a candlestick. He goes, you left this one behind. I, I meant for you, know, I, I wanted you to have everything. You left this one behind. And the cop's like, he's like, oh, no, 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 he, he's, he's, he's with me. He's, uh, you know, I, 
I, I meant for him to have this, and he gives it to me. And they're like, you know, they, they scowl and they walk away. And, and there's mercy. It's a beautiful act of mercy, right? It's crazy, you know? And now he walks out of there. Quickly after that, we see this moment where this guy, Javert, this lieutenant who wants him, has captured somebody, and he thinks it's him. And he's bringing him now to the jury to be sentenced to go back to jail. And he's like, oh, it's like, oh awesome, right? Because that's what the coach would say. Hey, man, just worked out well, right? Hey, what are you, gonna, you know what? I've already did 20 years, man, for stealing bread. And his guards are about to be sentenced to jail and life in jail. And he says, I can't do this. Who am I? I'm not 24601, you know, you know, I'm Jean Valjean. This is who I am. What? I said, sing it for us. Oh, I almost did. Who am I? It's a great song. Can I condemn this man to misery? <laughs> Come on, it's awesome. it's awesome. I can do it, I can do it. <laughs> and he actually attributes and he calls out to God that God has shown me mercy. How can I do this? God has shown me mercy. And he goes and he says, it's not him, man. It's me. This is the guy you're looking for. Crazy thing. You know, he goes out now, tells the guy, listen, I got, I, I, you can put me in jail, but I promised this woman who was a prostitute, who was doing it to help her daughter and feed her daughter, I promised her that she's going to die, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to help her daughter. Let me go help her daughter, and I'll come back, and you can put me in jail for the rest of my life. The guy's like, no way, he takes off. Takes off now, lives out the rest of his life showing kindness, including that little girl. Lives out his life giving mercy and what? Kindness. Why? Because mercy was shown to him, huh? It's a great stuff. We're going to go home and watch it tonight. I think they're gonna... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to sing you some more. All right, anyway. There's a song that was called I-, I Dreamed a Dream. Oh, it's an awesome song. All right, so look. So I'm a sinner. God's been merciful to me. He sent Jesus to die for me. What can anyone say or do to me? Jesus has given his life for me, and I am mercy. And I'm going to be merciful to others. I really am Christianized. It's how we live out our lives, often in our home and, uh, and, 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 in this, and in this church. Really, I'm always looking to be, and the people closest to me, I have them hold me accountable that I am acting in a merciful way to those who I pastor Christy is generally more, you know, merciful. It comes easier to her than it does to me. You know, I, I, I can be, uh, certainly when she met me, I, I really kind of be more of a harsh guy. You know, it's not that I thought I was. You know, again, I'm just interacting with life. God in his mercy over the years, he's peeling back layers and constantly bringing Dave closer and closer to him. And, and I'm realizing more and more, the closer I get to him, the, how merciful he really is, right? You know, the more we're honest with ourselves, the more we realize how merciful God is. It's a good thing, you know? And, and, and it's not just me. I, I grew up in a culture that was just insanely harsh, very harsh culture. You know, and, and, and Chrissy didn't do that. So, so you know, I, I've got a ways to go, and I'm still growing, and God is doing a wonderful work in me. But really, it's a great way to have relation. Be merciful to your children. Be merciful to your spouse. Be merciful to people around you. Because why? Because when you're doing that, you're planting seeds of mercy. What you give, you get. You are mercy. And, and what's the fruit of the mercy? Kindness. You're being kind. And you're displaying kindness to a broken world, to broken people. So let's head this out. Listen, kindness is beautiful. Paul writes this in, in Titus chapter 3, verse 3. At one time it says, we too were foolish, 
disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice, envy, being hated, and hating one another. It's a crazy way to be, right? I mean, this, 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 boy, this is what we were. This is how we lived our lives. But when, but when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us not because of the righteous things we've done, but because of his mercy. It's a beautiful scripture. At one time, he says, at one time, we were enslaved by ugly thoughts and ugly things we did and an ugly way of being. But when, say it with me, say, but when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved me, he saved you. And he brought us to be people of mercy and from that mercy to be kind as a follower of Jesus, which if you are, you were meant to bring mercy into this world. You were meant to bring kindness into this world to people who are hurting. When you are hurt, think, how can I be merciful? How can I be kind? We often want justice, you know? Is, is Honestly, people know Christians more for wanting justice than they do for being kind. That's where we've come to. I see it often. When I'm out there talking, I do. I talk to people who are, one of the reasons why I say I'm Dave a lot when I'm out there is because I, I don't want people, you know, I, I want to get as close as I can before people say, you know, oh, I'm pastor. Oh, pastor, okay. Yeah. So, you know, no, I, I want to get as close as possible. I want to listen, I want to hear. People generally, when they think Christian, they think they, think they want justice. We, Chair City Church, you and I right here, we want to show this community we're kind, yes? We are kind church. We are kind people. We want to forward mercy and kindness into the community around us. We want, we want it to be in our homes. That's how we want people to know us. We are, we are followers of Jesus, and we are merciful. We have received mercy, and we are kind let God's mercy flow through you. No one got saved from someone being harsh to them. I re- no one. and uh, No way. And if there was somebody harsh, I'm telling you that there was somebody incredibly kind that really made up for a lot of that harshness. No one came to know Jesus because somebody was harsh to them. Look, you might be in here today and, and, and you've never put your faith in Jesus. I want you to know that Jesus came for you like he came for me, that God knows you like he knew me. He knows everything. He knows all of you, and he loves you. He loves you. You, You're just not this collection of souls. Your life is not this random act of coincidences. He loves you, and he's planned a beautiful life for you, and he's planned a beautiful eternity for you. And today he's saying to you, will you trust in me? Will you trust in Jesus my son who's given his life for you, who's taken on all of that punishment all for you, that you could be right right now, that you could be right before me, God, and you could sense my spirit poking you and stirring in you and drawing you close to me to fill that gap which contains uncertainty and insecurity and despair and, 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 and weariness. He's filling that gap with his promise that your sins are forgiven, with his promise 
of peace and joy on earth with his promise of everlasting life. If that's you today and you want to turn to Jesus and follow Jesus, when you came in today, you were given a connection card and, and, and there's a box and it says, I've decided to follow Jesus. I've decided to renew my relationship with Jesus. Meaning, okay, at one time, but when, right? Okay, I'm not gonna live a life of myself being filled with envy and jealousy and malice and hateful and hate and, and I'm no longer going to be judge and jury and lawyer. I, I, and I'm not doing this. I'm mercy. I can be kind like no one can be kind. I don't want to be a great preacher. That's not what I want to be known as. I don't want to be known as a great guitarist, great singer, a great this, a great that. I want to be known as I'm great at being kind. And well and I'm going to live out a beautiful life, yes? Take that card to the guest services table. They'll give you a package. Today, know that God loves you, Jesus gave his life for you, and that you know the mercy of God. You can forward it to others and bring kindness into this world.